Hey, Andrea Collins here. Uh, did you know I'm super pregnant right now? Oh, I can barely breathe. In fact, I'm due in three days. So I'm hoping this isn't the last year for me in a while, but there's certainly been large gaps in my episodes. So uh, I am planning in 2023 to bring you more fantastic episodes, okay? Mark my word. And another baby into the world. Um, So this is part three of the series that you've been hearing here on the podcast. And what's up is I was on uh, fellow VO artist Melanie Scroggins podcast, which is called the Work From Home Voice Actor. And I'm resharing the conversations that we had. Um, So part one was home studio setup. Part two was auditioning, and now we are getting into the piece de resistance delivery. Oh, so important. I hope you enjoy. I hope you get a whole bunch of great takeaways from it. And remember, if you want all the tips and tricks that I use to become one of Voices and Voice123's highest earners, got agents all over the place, uh, check out my VoiceOver Profit Masterclass. It's got so much great information that is for now. 2023 people, this is the information you need if you want to start making like major bank or at least get rolling. AndreaCollinsConsulting.com is where you can find that. Also info in the show notes. All right, here's part three, delivery. Okay, well, are you ready to dive into delivery? Yes, I am. So Andrea... I would coin you as like the queen of delivery. I feel like you are so well-versed in what is relevant. You're well-versed in not only what is trending, but how to then do that in your auditions. So I'm super excited to talk to you about delivery because I feel like this is one of, if not the reason why you're probably as successful as you are, because you just kind of get it. So let's jump into first and foremost... What is most bookable right now? Okay, I think it's the obviously the conversational, relatable read. No one wants to feel like they're being sold to. Everybody will have their own version of that. Um, but for the most part, it's just being a regular person, which means you, but with a bit of smile. I find that with most people that I coach, um, they think that means just sounding kind of flat. Um, but you do still need to have that smile in there. For myself, what's most bookable is like conversational, millennial, whatever, um, millennial mom, um, basically conversational, helpful millennial for e-learning. I I just find that that's the most bookable. And and for the most part, even if they're not asking for it, sometimes I'll, I'll do an audition and I'll go like slightly more professional and corporate. And then they will hire me and then I'll start doing that in our live session. And they're like, oh, no, we actually hired you like for the read from your demo. Um, Don't do that. And I'm like, "Okay, well, (laughs) just doing what I did in the audition. You know, that's why you have these sessions. So that's what I would say. What would you say, Mel? Yeah. So it's it's funny because I feel like what I get hired for the most is like a sister to the conversational millennial, which is also something to get hired for. But the genuine narrator, they Mm. want someone the voice. So we're talking about like the character of the voice, not necessarily us, but we are the ones who are delivering the voice, but a voice that sounds like regardless if it's conversational or whatever, they want it to care. They want your voice to sound like you care. Like when you're talking to the people they're trying to sell to, or when you're talking to their employees, because it's a video for, you know, 
a live event that they're doing or a wrap up for the year. Like they are hiring you for what you can do based on their copy. So if they're trying to hype up their employees, they want someone who can actually do that. If they're trying to share about this new healthcare initiative that they're doing, they want someone who sounds like they absolutely care and would possibly use that service. And that's why conversational is so popular still, because they you sound like you're just a person who uses that thing or who is, you know, going to that event or whatever the case may be. For sure. I, and I find let, let's I always kind of circle back to tech just because there's so many yes. tech auditions yes. and um, uh, things about the cloud, things about modernizing your business, things yep. about blah, blah, blah. Um, you got to think about who's like the person working there and who's yep. their demographic yep. and be that person. Be that person going to their tech office lunchroom where they have endless snacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just be that person or be that person that person wants to talk to. It, seriously, that's the person that they go and sit next to during a break or want to know how things are going. Like it's really not as complicated as it sounds. It's just more difficult because of the performative aspect of what we do, I think, to step back and say, okay, do I sound like a real person or do I sound like a robot? Like, Mm -hmm. am I someone that I would want to talk to? For sure. Is it a Pampers commercial? Be the cool mom and mom group. Is it, uh, is it something about HR? Well, like, HR people aren't old and stuffy necessarily. They're mid, they're, they're, they're old millennials. They're mid, you know, whatever. They're all ages. It it doesn't like resonate with somebody necessarily to go more professional because they might not like that just because they have a more grown up sounding job. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. Because even if you go and talk to like, okay, for real, imagine you're going into your job, you know, depending on what you work, if you go into an office or something and you have an HR um, person and you go into their office and actually have an, a point in time where I had one of my last office jobs that I'm thinking of that was at a university and I had a grievance against my boss. And so I went in and I talked to her and she was very much like probably like early forties. And she was like, listen, you're not the first one to come and talk to us about this. We get it. Like this isn't a fun environment. So like, I think about her when I'm thinking about kind of those more like professional conversational, cause there's yeah. a way to like meet in the middle. Like, yes, a lot of the times these are products. Yes, tech is the same way where they're like, we very much, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's startup, established company, they're trying to figure it, they are also trying to figure it out. What's the edge that we can have where we can be as a company relatable to these people that we're employing or these people that we're trying to get investments from and also kind of meet in the middle and be like, hey, we're all this table. We're all cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Well, and get to know brands. And like I work with Amazon a lot. Yeah, I, I'm always doing almost the same delivery with with Amazon. And the delivery I'm doing with Amazon is kind of the same one I'm doing with Microsoft 360. It's the same one I would do with Zoom. It's the same, it's the same person. And then so then let's okay, so a couple of my clients would be like a seeming banks, like a JP Morgan or a Deloitte, let's say, um, a consultants agency. So it's like immediately you kind of your brain goes, oh, they want a buttoned up person in a suit. But from my experience in the past couple of years, that's not what they want. They're hiring me for young, but professional, that kind of like meet in the middle, like don't sound like a, an airhead, but don't sound like stiff. 
and think about the workforce. We are the workforce. Exactly. We're pushing out the older people. We're pushing out those people who, and I mean, I'm from Texas, so like, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, all that is still a thing. But respect is more about what we're after than politeness. And that is something that I think brands are trying to like figure out with this new generation coming up and being in leadership. And they're saying, hey, like that's a little too stuffy or that's a little too impersonal. How do we how do we bridge that gap between where we were not long ago, but where we very much are in this moment? And that comes out in what they're writing and what they want from people who are delivering that writing. Who we imagine as a leader now isn't who it was in our parents' generation. Um, Like it's not an old white guy in a suit. It's it's like probably some cool guy who lives in Venice, California, who's wearing a ripped up T-shirt and he's making a hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like it's just it's totally different. Yeah. And uh, Andrea provides so many great tips um, and she has uh, basically like 20 best practices for how to deliver like the conversational relatable read. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes because she did go over it in the last ep- the um, first episode we had her on. Um, So please go and look at that. It is so helpful. I've been doing this for a few years now and I was like annotating on the thing that I had of hers. Amazing. Uh, Yeah. It's so so helpful because I was like, yes, like, you know, like if you sit down and think about it, you know, that's what that's a good tip. But then you go and read it and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's like it's it's just learning. It's like a different level of learning. Like you can think it. But if you hear it, someone say it back to you, it's a whole different level that your brain just hadn't even like thought of because the perspective is different. So yeah, they're super helpful. Um, So thank you. If I hadn't mentioned that to you before, I got a lot out of them. Good. Um, Yeah. One of the things I want to talk about is how you can stand out. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the first episode of the series, but I want to talk just a little bit more about that as we kind of take this series home. So how can someone stand out? Mm. Well, I think the connection we talked about is so important. That's probably the biggest thing. And then I also think adding a little bit of a flair to certain words, say it differently than everybody else is going to say it. And not necessarily the whole sentence because you don't want to stand out too much, but like play with words, have fun with them, stretch them out in different ways, pause in different places. A sentence can look so simple, but there can be like a lot of dimension to it. If you allow yourself the time to kind of like practice, okay, I'm going to like let's say you're not auditioning, you're just practicing at home, which you should do. Um, you should listen to other videos and you should hear like other voiceovers and hear what they're doing and record yourself and listen back and see if you achieve it. But challenge yourself to take a sentence and say it in five different ways and um, see where you come out there. You might learn something about yourself. That is a great tip. I I do that like I'll I'll do it for myself like even when I'm just like playing like while I'm trying to figure out how I want to say something but I hadn't thought about it as like an actual practice I'm going to do that because it is it it like opens like we're talking about our brains it opens up like a whole new level of this craft that's when you really start booking that's when you really dial in is when you will see the results. So the big takeaway, which is what you shared in the beginning, is be you because that's that's all you can be. Be you, which I know probably your people listening are rolling their eyes like, I've heard that before. What does that mean? Be you, but with a bit more of a smile and also like considering what the specs of the audition are. Be you, but like what's the ad for? 
is it a PSA to get your COVID vaccination? Like lean into how you would say that, how that should be delivered. It's really easy to assume and we don't want to do that. So just go off of what you know from what they tell you and then be you. But yeah, you know, like a friendly laid back you most of the time. <laughs> a you that just sounds like you on a good day. Yeah, There you go. I like that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us over the last few episodes. I knew that as we were kind of wrapping up the year, a lot of people are just kind of thinking about maybe what they want to do next year. And a new year always brings up thoughts and kind of like maybe a new vision for how someone wants to approach their life and work. And I just, I, I'm so grateful that you've spent real time with us to share your insights and your experience. And thank you to everybody who's listening and who sent in your questions. They were great questions. Mm -hmm. and I hope that we were able to help you. But I know you have a couple of things that you want to share before we wrap. Yeah. Th yeah. So one thing that's super top of mind for me and should be for everybody is that if you are online and you're on these sites where you're doing auditions, in my opinion, the best sites are Voices.com and Voice123 for ease of use and, quite frankly, volume of jobs. So um, Voices.com, one of the biggest players where I think you should have a membership and same for Voice123. Um, no one's paying me to say this. This is just like, let's get real about where you should invest your time. Um, they're going to be making changes to their algorithm January 1st. Um, so if you've listened to this episode after January 1st or before, just know that um, in my course, uh, the VoiceOver Profit Masterclass, I'm really going to be attacking, okay, this is what we need to do now in 2023 now that they've made these changes. Because when a platform, when you do, you know, kind of rely on a platform for your business and they make changes, it can really change things for your business overnight um, for the better or for the worst. If you're not paying attention to, okay, how did the algorithm change? Okay, what does that mean I need to do to my profile? Oh, okay, um, what does this mean for me getting my auditions in? So at the moment, we're not at January 1st yet. Um, but I am like dialed into voices and glued to it at all times of the day. So trust, I'm going to figure it out as fast as I can. Um, and what I know is this, uh, they are eliminating the um, platinum talent, uh, which uh, I was lucky enough to be for the past couple of years, which just meant that we got so many auditions sent to us, uh, like all of them. So day to day, you guys listening, you might have only gotten like 10 and they might have been like not 100% voice match or whatever. My end of the, my hiring folder on voices was like 100 jobs a day. And I had optimized my profile so like they were all coming in at 100%. And so it was just like it was an unfair advantage for us who were talented and could pay the highest tier. And Voices, being the modern company they are, is saying, let's not do it that way. Let's do it so everybody is on an equal playing field. You cannot pay to be in a higher tier. We're all in the same tier. And so we all have the equal opportunity to succeed. But that's going to involve still some best practices and some ways that you need to switch things up. So you're getting a lot of auditions. So you could see yourself getting way more auditions come January if you have it dialed in. So that's something I'm like super thinking about right now. Also having a baby in five minutes. But <laughs> no big deal. Side note. Yeah, side side note. note. I'm going to be on my laptop in my bed 
under a blanket with a microphone. So yes, yeah, so so look for that, and that's something I'm going that um, VPP members are going to get like exclusive insight into first. The sooner you can figure it out, the better. That's so exciting, and we'll have all of the details in the show notes. But for those of you who maybe are a little technologically challenged, like we talked about earlier, you can just use code put the link in for her course, and you can use code Melanie, just my name, for ten percent off the course. In my experience. And now that I have four years, I've, I say that I have decent experience. I feel like this is the course that I wanted when I first started that I didn't have because it just meets you where you are, no matter where you are in your voiceover journey. And it gives you the the information that you need to get going. And there's no fluff. Like it's very much like this is what's going on and this is what's trending. But also, like I mentioned earlier, it shows a path to you creating a successful voiceover career, how it works for you. And mm-hmm. you don't pigeonhole people and put them in a box. Or shame them for shame. however they want to do it oh, or however much they want to spend. Shame yeah. sells. Yeah. And I fell victim to that in the beginning and it made me feel like crap. And then I decided I'm not listening to those people anymore. And it's been great. Yeah, so yeah, I right. feel like the VoiceOver Profit Ma- Masterclass is is the number one resource for that. Um, so again, use my name, Melanie, for 10% off. And you're going to be probably pretty close to the first people that know about it um, if you dig into her course and and read about the updates that she's making. And I will just say with that 10% off and then the $100 you're going to get off on your Voices membership and then the up to $200 you're going to get off on your Voice 123 membership, it's like just like I'm not trying to like make you buy this, but just like it's a good deal, people. It's kind of a big deal. That and what a great way to start off the new year, whether or not you want to do um, voiceover as a side gig or whether you're really into just jumping in and seeing what you can do in this field. Because there's so much opportunity. I know it seems like maybe that all the good stuff is taken. That's not the case. We've already talked about how we still have to audition, even though we have recurring clients. We have people who have heard us and who have hired us for big, big names. But you can too, because it's not rocket science and because there aren't these huge walls up like people want you to believe. There's been times where I've said to myself, why am I selling a course? Why am I giving away all of my... like?" Tick tricks of the trade. And my husband's like, Yeah, maybe that isn't the best business idea. And I'm like, No, this is a stupid idea. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, No, wait. We all are different. We mm-hmm. all are unique. Mm-hmm. We all have something to offer. And sharing this knowledge is something I just like feel like I have to do. But like I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> probably shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, I, I hope to I hope to see you there. It's um it's all self-led. So you can do it on your own time. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of it and I'm I'm so thankful that you had me on your podcast and we've become voiceover buddies in different yes. parts of North America. It's so nice and we're all just kind of in this together and we're all some days feeling insecure and not knowing if it's going to work and if we should just give up and if it's stupid and I can just or if you need to spend $10,000 and like we're kind of here to just like give you a hug and say like no 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 you don't have to just like ignore the haters out there and just do your own thing get in your closet (laughs) and um yeah and like let's make 2023 just like the best for you and your business Andrea thank you so much Oh, thanks.